So he just he ditched all these cool people that he interviewed once a week to just be him and his spouse ranting about pedophiles that run the government. No, not every time. No. There's my podcast, Sue Me. We are out here. We are. Cattle Call Podcast. I said that last time. I can't believe I'm finally doing it again and how good it feels to be back. And we're back, baby. And, and that was that six was months like, ago. Was it six months? <laughs> it was six months ago. Wow. Good to be back. Cattle Call Podcast. I am Isaac Owen Weston. And my guest here today, a very special guest, also a roommate also my favorite roommate I've ever had. I've had a lot of roommates because I've been in college like eight years. <laughs> like neurosurgery? No, no end in yeah, 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 neurosurgery. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name, ma'am? Leanna Gale Weston. Whoa. Wow. So we are married. We are. And surprise, Cattle Call Podcast is now a relationship podcast where we give hot takes on relationship advice. I know that's what you all were begging for this podcast to turn into was, hey, how can I be just like Isaac and Leanna? They're, they're so annoying on Instagram. They're so annoying on Facebook. I don't even get on Facebook unless it's political rants, which makes sense because that's what this new podcast is going to be, <laughs> by the way. Spoiler, you don't have to even listen a minute, like 34. When yeah. I finally get into it, it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be hot. Anyway, we're married. We are. Very married. Since the last episode, which was your first episode, which was a first like i don't know it was almost like the genesis of a new podcast without knowing that's what it was supposed to be mm -hmm. uh that was last september that was right after my birthday so it would have been early early september since then we've gotten engaged planned a wedding got married had a honeymoon moved in together and lived together for like almost three months married yeah um yeah so a lot has happened in the uh just gonna take a couple weeks off and uh, get back to it. And then I <laughs> got married. That reminds me of the time I wanted to get a jacket. Oh, yeah. Went, That's I my needed, favorite I needed story. a jacket at Bass Pro. And I got a jacket. Sure did. You also spent an hour at the gun shop, and you also walked out of there with a shotgun. I don't, I don't remember that at all. I went in for a jacket, and I got a jacket. <laughs> and then <laughs> Somehow said, the shotgun magically ended up in the car mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that we've yeah. magically used. And I need to borrow some money. So yeah. I need another jacket. Um, and some guy says, I'm like full metal jacket. Oh, yeah, kind of. Kind of fits it. Yeah. If it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So I didn't mean to take a bunch of time off, but did take time off. A month later, got engaged. Um, hashtag he said yes. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a proud husband. Yeah. And that, that's, the, that's the biggest update. I don't know if people really want to like, hear about our relationship. I won't talk about all the proposal because, no. I mean, it's the same old, same old, you know. Here's it's, the thing. It's a plane. You jump out of a plane. You land on a knee in a field that some combine with GPS wrote, will you marry me? And had portraits of us in the corn. It, yeah. It's the same old, same old. It's just the most generic proposal story. 
You know, I know. I, I could. I the wish you would have. over New York City in your name, Leanna. Will you marry me? I know. I hate that. The, at Arrowhead on the scoreboard, Leanna, will you marry me? Man, and it's, just, it's just boring. You said yeah. no how many times? Forty-five yes. <laughs> it's like well, that's a lot of proposals. <laughs> um, the proposal was great. If you don't already know the story, basically we were on a walk as we did a lot oh, yeah. um, over the summer during seventy-five hard when we actually did that. And we're doing it right now. Kind of. Yeah. Modified. Modified version. Yeah. Yeah. For all my friends. Oh, modified, modified. Modified. So you can yeah, still yeah, drink yeah. and smoke and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's just like occasionally. Special occasion. Uh, but we had been on so many walks and so it was just another night where we were going on a walk before we went to dinner. And to my surprise, we talked about wedding stuff because we had already planned to get married before we got engaged. Um, and on our walk, you just kind of popped down on one knee and you said, I've got a question about all the wedding stuff. I said, shoot. And you said, will you, will you marry me? Will you be my wife? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my gosh. Yes. And I had yeah. an absolute panic attack. Not really. but You're freaking out. I was freaking out. I had no idea. that also, well, I knew yeah. it was coming, but I had no idea it was going to be that day. I got in the readings the day before. So, quick story. We're going to tell everything. This turns into an hour, by the way. Yeah. Like, oh, do you like, is it like a short form podcast? Like, I try to be. I think and like, having you know, my, notes doesn't really help. No, my, my notes are closed. I think my phone's on uh, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, everyone on Twitter. It's a waste of time. Right. So, uh, yeah, talk to your dad. And right after the podcast, after the last podcast, had a meeting with your dad, asking for the blessing. Uh, and then after that, I went straight down to the jewelry store that day and figured out the ring stuff. So, got a family diamond. That's cool. That's kind of a cool story. So when my parents, it all happened so fast, as y'all know, because I did like one episode with Weston Downing and mentioned my new girlfriend, that I'm pretty sure the next episode I did was, here's my girlfriend, and then now it's like, oh yeah, life update, we're married. So people, I mean, life life it happens fast and time flies. So people are like, wow, they, wow, that all happened really fast. It's been like nine months. It's been like, what, 10 months since we started dating, about, almost? What's it? Oh, tomorrow? Tomorrow is months. our 10-month anniversary. Of dating. 10-month anniversary. <laughs> so... Yeah, anyway, happened really fast. So after that last episode, after that, for the blessing, um, so these family, this family diamond I didn't know existed. It was left for me in a will that my my dad's mom had when she died. Came to my dad, and then when we got serious, which is like the second the weekend. first time that we went down to Florida together, they gave it to us yeah. if we wanted it. So the wedding band I have is my grandfather's, who was, I don't know, I don't know really much about the story, but he was born in Las Cruces, New Mexico, raised on like a farm ranch, and then lived in Wichita, Kansas, worked for Purina. He died when I was like eight months old from like brain cancer, so I never knew him. So it's kind of cool. I get, his, I get his band, and it, it's a cool design. It's gold with like a little bit of black in the back, and it has like this, almost like these wheat stalks, and then it has these three little tiny diamonds right in between. So from a distance, it looks like it's a regular gold band, and he looked close. So that's his. That's my, uh, my grandfather's ring, and then the... The I guess your ring and setting, all that, like your band, all that is just new. But the diamond, so we had a diamond already picked out at this jewelry store. And then my parents showed us this one, which was my great, great grandmother. Didn't know much about her. They had a family farm in Kansas, but they spent the summers when like my dad would go to the farm. I don't know if he was, if she was really around when my dad was born. She might've been older, just had died. But anyway, cause that's great, great. This is like eight, late 1800s. She, um, they like vacation in Santa Monica. They had a place out there. 
So like they'd leave Kansas in the winter and they go out to California for the winter. So I didn't know much about her, but a great, great grandma's ring. So you got that? And so I took that down to the jewelry store and then that was sent out to California. Anyway, long story short, I had no idea when I get the rings back and got the rings back three weeks to the day that I dropped them off. So I ended up having a Tuesday off. I usually had my Tuesdays off from work and I was actually in the middle of a workout and then your cousin, is it cousin? Mm-hmm. Kind of who uh, owned Trish Parks at Corn Jewelers. Great. If you're ever in Northeast Mississippi and you need a jewelry store. It's voted the best jewelry yeah. store in Mississippi. Yeah, it, it's great. It's killer. They, they helped me out a ton. I, like many heterosexual men, know little to nothing about jewelry. I mean, and I have watches. So, like, I knew a little bit more than most guys. Didn't help you at all with rings. I could have sworn rings were, like, small, medium, large for men. <laughs> Honestly, like, if I had a guess, I walked in there, like, what size ring are you? Like, probably, probably a medium, but, you know, 6'2", 180, 190. Probably could be could be medium to large. Schmedium. It's schmedium during 75 hard. Yeah. Yeah, at this point in September, we've been out of it like three weeks, so that wasn't helping. But yeah, three weeks of the day, got the text. I'm in the middle of a workout. Get a text that the uh, rings are done. I'm like, dude, no way. I'm stoked. So I hot-footed it down to Corinth, about an hour and a half away, scooped them up, and uh, brought them back. And I could not think straight for like 30 hours because I knew I was going to propose to you the next day. And that's all I could think about. Of course, everyone's on board with it and stuff. You had to get your nails done. Yes. As a loyal man, the one request I had for our proposal was just make sure my nails are done. Because if you're a woman, you know that you're going to take pictures of your hand with your ring on it. Or you're going to FaceTime your friends and they're going to ask for it. And then it's going to be all over Instagram. And you know if you've got crusty nails. It just ain't it. Not my baby. Yeah, she not lives me. in the nail salon. I do. There's one around the corner from our apartment now. So literally walking distance. Yeah. So um, I I pride myself on my nails being yeah. done, and uh, so I. Which I you already was had my an appointment. Request. Which you already yeah, had an appointment the next day, which helped me out a ton. Yeah. Because it was it threw off the scent. We were going to do a quick like evening trip to Nashville for dinner, and you know, like go to Nashville, come back. We were meeting some people, so I didn't know this till like the day of the proposal. What is it? 10 minutes already. You wonder how time gets away from us. We're still on the proposal story. Life update episode, guys. Woo! Relationship uh, advice. <laughs> just subscribe below. <laughs> Leave a review. Hit like. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I'm at. Anyway, yeah, so your dad told me like the day of. I was proposing tonight. Had dinner, like reservations afterwards to celebrate. Because I was, I'm figuring you're going to say yes. You were hoping. So, well, you think I'm a stud. So, you know, I was like, all right, she likes me. Her dad's like, yeah, dude, uh, your dad was gonna be the biggest hospital. I'll do the whole, like the whole blessing deal. And it was fine. It was a three hour talk. We had a great talk. I had the best time with your dad. Love your dad. And anyway, yeah, she, she he told me that you thought, like, hey, she thinks it's happening in Nashville because you sprung this little uh, afternoon trip on her. It's impulsive. You're coming right back. You're going to dinner. She thinks it's happening this weekend. But also at this point, I don't even have, I don't even, yeah, I had the rings in my possession just barely. So you didn't even know I had the rings yet. No, also through our entire dating relationship, he talked about All this. six weeks of it. Yeah. He talked about, Isaac talked about this special place that he had always thought about that he would propose to his wife. And the only people that knew about it were Tiger and Annabelle. They were the only people in the whole world who knew where he was going to do it. And so yeah. I assume you being from the Nashville area, maybe it's somewhere that you know that you and Annabelle would know that you maybe you drove by maybe somewhere in Spring Hill so we were headed that way so I thought well I know that 
He sent the rings off. They said maybe three weeks. I don't know if he has the yeah. rings, but we're doing this spontaneous trip. Maybe it's somewhere in Nashville. Maybe we'll take a long way and do something in like Lagrange because we love oh, we Lagrange. Love or Mississippi. So, or Mississippi. Love Mississippi. Love Holly Springs. Love Holly Springs. Love Holly Springs. Yeah. So I just thought maybe maybe it's going to happen this weekend. So I yeah. booked a nail appointment with Daphne, who was like my always go-to nail gal. And she, uh, so we talked about it even at the nail appointment. I said, and I told the, I told my nail tech, I said, these are yeah. my, I think, I think I'm going to get engaged on these nails. So she did them all pretty and yeah. all of that good stuff. Uh, little did I know that about, Two hours from then, yeah. I would have a ring on my finger, and the man of my dreams would have asked me to marry him. And oh. now we are we are married. Oh, you mean that? <laughs> <laughs> now we are, yeah, we're way married. Um, yeah. yeah, but then I say, I would tell anybody to keep this short, because we're already, you know, yeah. 20 minutes into this. Hey, if you know that you want to marry the person that you're with without a doubt there's no hesitation you never say i love this person but or you have yeah you're, or maybe things will change maybe, maybe things will change and do whatever or if you to know to fix itself before we can get married and commit to each other well that's a huge red flag and you yeah. need a man up and one of y'all needs to pull the trigger yeah but if you know without a shadow of a doubt i'm gonna marry this person and you are both at a place where you can you're financially supporting your own individual self and in your life, you're like, hey, this is this is where we are. I know we're going to be together. Yeah. Then pull the trigger and get married and yep. do it fast. Date quick. And th here's the thing. Everybody likes to do all these frou-frou, date for years, and I've got to see them in all these situations yeah. and blah, blah, blah. That's a bunch of BS. And like, you, 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 I just don't think that I need to see yeah. you in a bunch of different situations. Everybody's I know. Different. Yeah. But overall, right. Okay, yeah. Everybody's different. Yeah. But... If you know, I'm saying some people are like, well, you know, I have anxiety and I don't really know. And I'm so all this ambiguity. Yeah, I get that. Thankfully, we were blessed with the opportunity to do premarital counseling and we did an assessment ahead of time. And we had an awesome like outcome by the grace of God. It was just, we were just unbelievably not even compatible. It was like beyond compatible. It was something that our, our counselor said he has never seen in the 50 something couples. So I, I'm not trying to brag with that, but it's one of those where we're, it kind of was like a little bit different for us, you know. It was like, yeah. okay, we maybe it's I easy guess. for us to like, sh like just rush into it because like we just we just knew. But yeah, no, she's right. Don't don't get wrapped up in as a man. Oh my gosh, let me say this to the men. I don't even know how many people even listen to this podcast anymore. So I've been putting it out in like eight months. But if you're listening, and I know none of my friends are, and none of my family, so I can be I can be <laughs> real candid. If you're a man and you just adore this woman, and you want to marry her. Do not worry about the money. It's nice to have a plan. Like I once I had uh go to the life's update with work, got a promotion, which helps, of course. But already been looking at marriage, been looking into date, all this. But because of my promotion, I knew that I had a consistent income of a certain amount. And then I also knew that I had like a sense of direction for at least the next year of my life I committed to something. I would be living in Memphis, which you, you, you know, you need to be in the same city, of course, as the person you're gonna be married to. But I mean, being from from uh, someone from Nashville whose family is now split in different states, you know, I, I didn't know where I was going to be and all this, this stuff I was looking at for next step. But I knew now I am committed to this position for this amount of time in this place. There was no reason not to get married. So at that point, that's when I went to your dad. I was like, hey, like I I got a game plan now, which happened at the at the great time. And even he was like, why are you waiting? Let's just do it now. We'll do it in the backyard or do a courthouse wedding or the backyard ceremony and all this which is what he wanted and i don't know why 
Because it's only tens of thousands of dollars to get married <laughs> and have every little boy's dream wedding. Except for I didn't get to ride out on a horse. You had to Lame. ride out on a stick shift Mustang. Yeah, had to learn that Tiger Cox, if you even listen to this episode, Tiger Cox, everyone loves their best man. I have the best best man. Not because he's been my, my uh, biggest helper and accountability partner in the last five, six years. Um, but he taught me how to drive a stick in like a day. Not even. Yeah. It was like we got there on Friday in and like I eight learned hours. how to drive a stick. And then I practiced all day Friday. And boy, was it rough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stalled out a lot uh, on hills. That's the thing. Picked up the hilliest part of Mississippi to learn how to drive stick. You're welcome. Yeah, so now I can do anything now. Yeah, but get to get to right out. So all that to say, guys, just pull the trigger. Like you need to be proactive. That's coming from probably the least proactive person I know is myself. Amen. As it's taken me seven months to do a second episode of this podcast. Preach. And I pay for it every month. And she's like, dude, you're paying for it. You need to, that's the thing. You had to learn how to budget when you're married. It's like, okay, we're paying this much money for you to do this podcast stuff. You have this much money in podcast equipment. <laughs> I do a thing with every month. And it's sitting there collecting dust. It was actually pretty dusty. So anyway, for the women, fast. yeah, for the women, also with wedding planning, it was so wonderful. And we were so blessed with so many different things that God um, provided for us through other people um, from a wedding cake to a wonderful venue to uh, a, just a litany yeah, of different things. A car to drive off in. A car to drive off in, yeah. Like a honeymoon in Cabo. A honeymoon in Cabo. Shout out Ricky oh, and man. Lindsay. I would do, I would go back right now to Cabo oh, and do same. a podcast on that balcony instead of this one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, God provided for us in a lot of different ways through our wedding. And he mm. also, he just showered us with a lot of wonderful things for this wedding. But even if he didn't, even if he didn't, we, uh, I, I, I still would have done my wedding the exact same way. Um, and here's the thing. No one cares about your centerpieces. No. Nope. Nobody cares about half the stuff that all these brides spend months and months and months buying and doing. And, and I know all of us want a wonderful dream wedding. And if you wow. had your dream wedding and you spent a lot of money on it, but you are so happy with it, great. I am so happy for you and you can do your own wedding. But ladies, people just don't care about half the stuff we spend Dude, money they on. Don't. They really don't. And so I, I'm again, I'm thankful for what we had. The the venue we did it at at Parks Place was beautiful already, so I didn't have to mm. decorate a ton. Um, and I was able to give a lot of it away at the end of the wedding, and also go on the marketplace and sell it or buy stuff mm-hmm. from it for cheap. So, um, just a note for ladies: if you're getting married, don't spend a ton of time thinking about all these yeah. little itty bitty details it's if i my my motto was if it doesn't if it doesn't stop me from marrying isaac then it doesn't matter that's good yeah i had no motto because i didn't do anything with the wedding i bought a suit and then i went to vegas on a bachelor trip (laughs) and that's that's about it that's about all i did and i had the best engagement all three months of it was fantastic also yeah 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 if you're living in the same city and you're in a position to get married both spiritually, first and foremost, and I'd even say emotionally slash mentally, second to that, and then financially last, if you are in a position to do that, dude, Get you do not need now. A, we've been engaged 18 months. It's like, dude, great. Like someone made the point the other day, had we not, okay, we were looking at like maybe May was a practical timeline. Dude, it's end of March. We'd still have a good two months at the most. We thought we might hit like our one year of dating would be our wedding day. That's still over two months away. 
Like, and we've already been married almost three months. And someone said the other day, could you imagine, like, if y'all had stuck with me, like, you'd still be engaged right now. I was like, oh, dude, that'd be rough. Yeah. That would be because, like, you'd probably be through all your premarital counseling, and then you'd be, it's like the shark grows at the size of its tank. However much time you have to, like, plan the wedding and be engaged is however much time you need. Like, we could have done one more premarital counseling session had we needed it, but, like, because we didn't have time for it, like, we did it in three. Other people go, they did it in ten because you have ten months to do it, you know? We did it in three in the span of like what, like five weeks or something like that. Yeah, if that. So, however much time you have, is how much time you're, you're gonna need. You will you will work to that to fit that timeline, and then you'll get there. If it were May, we'd still be doing stuff. Then May, like, oh man, we didn't even need a second longer. That was perfect. And if God was like, dude, you could have done it January eighth. Like, no, there's no way. No, we wouldn't have picked those boutonnieres. Like, dude, I don't know where mine is. It's dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere. <laughs> Like if you if you have it, maybe you know. I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. Okay, either. so exactly. Case in point. So we're married. That's 20 minutes just to say that we're married. Yeah. Get married fast yeah. if you can. And if you can't, just soak it all up. And, and then when yeah. you can, pull the trigger. Yep. And just enjoy it. Just enjoy every step along the way. Savor it. It's one of those, Lord willing, it's the only time you get married. Uh, at least you can, you can strive for that. It's the only time you get married. So once it's done, it's done. And we had the best way. We just got our wedding photos back like two days ago, three days ago. So much fun and, to look and, yeah, back and you're at like, too. Oh, man, I'm so glad we did it that way. But also, like, I'm, I'm glad it's behind us. I'm glad that we're in a marriage. I'm glad that, like, we're, we're through it all, you know? Yeah. You're glad that it's, it's something you can look back at with, like, sweetness and just, like, reminisce. And at some point, I'm sure we'll get nostalgic. Like, remember our wedding? so much. Oh, gosh. <laughs> She's like, dude, I can't stand him. He's. Weird. I thought he'd act differently being on the mic. So it's just going to be there forever on the cloud or wherever this thing goes. But no, I act the same way. I expected nothing less. I'll try, baby. You know what you married. Um. Yeah, so anyway, okay. uh, we promise not to talk every single time, 20 minutes about how we got married yeah. and, and our relationship. And also, Leanna won't be on every single time. Yeah, Everyone's no. Like, oh, my gosh. So he just he ditched all these cool people that he interviewed once a week to just be him and his spouse ranting about pedophiles that run the government no not every time no there's my podcast sue me okay what's up next next point is uh our job so we kind of mentioned it earlier both yeah, we'll, of us we'll fly through over 22 minutes <laughs> <laughs> anyway we uh i moved over into a new position as well um and Isaac and I now work together, which is great. So if you didn't think we were annoying for 20 minutes talking about how we got oh. married, we also work together. Like, so, oh, my gosh. Yeah. We, but we sleep in separate rooms just to have a long time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't do that either. Um, but anyway, we have we have new jobs. We love our jobs. Um, we work in South Haven now. Which and, for all my foreign listeners, which there are a lot. Because oh yeah. Cattle Call has a broad footprint. Right. Of a couple listeners. It's like right over the line in Mississippi, but it's like a, a Memphis suburb. Even though they don't consider themselves a Memphis suburb, it's right. a Memphis suburb in Mississippi, which we love Mississippi. Yes. So part of it stinks because we're five minutes from one location, and if we take a right out of our apartment, we'll be there in five minutes. But if we take a left, we're driving 25 minutes down to our South Haven location. But it's been a ton of fun uh, to open up at this mm-hmm. new store. We're restaurant managers. We are rest- Yes, we're restaurant managers, so it's been a lot of fun to open up this new store and learn a lot. We... Um, kind of hit the ground running with it and didn't turn back. So it's been yeah. great. We uh, are opening tomorrow at 5 a.m. to learn how to do a lot of the prep stuff. We're trying to learn every facet because 
We are moving to Florida. Oh, yes. As my dad so lovingly Bomb calls it. dropped. The gunshine state. <laughs> yeah. With who I call the Kevlar governor, Ron DeSantis. We love Ron DeSantis. Oh, Ron, Ron DeSantis. Oh, he, he, if you're lucky, will be your next president. Yeah. If you're lucky. And if we're lucky, he'll stay in Florida and help us out. Yeah. But we are moving to Florida. We are not exactly sure where. We're going to start looking in Tampa. We've already kind of... Um, nixed a couple of our options and said we're not going to move we know we're not going to move there but we do have some options open and so we're hoping to get down there within the next few months and scout out where we're going to go but we are moving to florida to open up some of these restaurants and make that our career and mission field so yep. that's where we're headed uh if you want to ask our timeline we thought it was going to be may and it's the end of march and we haven't done a thing so um not from not trying, just not for not it, trying, but it just life, didn't really yeah. work out. Yeah, we got married, so we yeah. uh, refer to the first twenty minutes. Yeah, so if you have questions yeah, so, so about yeah, so getting we married, got married, so some marriage advice I've learned in the first three months. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, um, but we're headed to Florida, hopefully at the end of the year, and going to open up some of yeah. these restaurants. And if you want to learn more about that, uh, stay tuned for hopefully some guests that are going to come on and, and discuss that. Yeah. In the future. Yep, that's it. I have nothing else to add. Uh, other than, oh, by the way, that's just something to add. I take that back. It's I your take, podcast. I you can that. do what I, you sue want. Sue me. You know what? Everyone, <laughs> everywhere in the parking lot, there's one of those cats. We have these couple of cats that hang out in this apartment complex. Meow. And we're like, oh, they're the Meow. cute little apartment cats. Dude, Meow. you hear them getting scuffles <laughs> underneath, yeah, underneath it. Dude, that's, a, that's great. I, I feel like the, the cat is here with us. <laughs> And like, yeah, they, they get into it on these cars and they'll follow you around the parking lot. They'll get all close and make these weird, like almost like bobcat noises. So there's a little girl crying. It's it's weird, dude. All that to say, uh, we're dog people. Yeah. Anti-pitbull, pro-dog. <laughs> she loves that bit. I have no comment. And yeah, here's the thing I'll say about restaurant. COVID... Remember the global pandemic, as the media have called it for two years. Which, by the way, guys, the global pandemic. Yeah, pandemic means global. It means international. Epidemic is like a central location. Global pandemic is a redundancy. I just, I just want to get that out of the way. So people, are like, do you, does you know? Uh, doesn't you know a, a pandemic is global? Why is it called a global pandemic? Anyway, all that to say, it's done a number on the service industry. Mm-hmm. everything's gone remote, which kind of helps the service industry in a way because so many people don't work in offices anymore. So so many people can just afford to just come out and eat and they pick their own like work schedule now. So people meet up with friends or meet up with business people and want to hang out with old coworkers and they come out to eat and drink to do it. That part helps. It's not like you have a lunch rush. It's like you're just always busy, at least our location. And the Lord just blessed us with a lot of great business and a lot of great customers. However, tip, just tip like if you go out it doesn't matter like the the format that some restaurant is laid out even if it's a little coffee shop if they have the option to tip there most likely the people get the bulk of their income from tips like a starbucks you know a starbucks is high hourly and they don't tip there so you don't tip at a starbucks unless you throw a little money in the tip jar they don't work on tips as far as i know i i've met a lot of starbucks people know some personally now they never mention tips. Most people, even a counter service place like a McAllister's or an ice cream shop, if you have the option to tip at the counter, odds are those people get the bulk of their money from tips. So all that to say, if it's a, it's a measly 8%, do it. 
you don't know how many times you see these bills for upwards of a hundred dollars at our restaurant. Someone the other day for like 174 for a party of like eight people, and there was not one cent in a tip. And we're gonna wait on these people, our staff at least. Like we as managers don't have to, but like our staff has to wait on these people for the hour that they're there, and they don't get a dime from it. Yeah. And these people are also the people. This is where I love it that it's my podcast because I'll blast all of them. If you're one of these people, you should be convicted. That's the Holy Spirit talking. That's not me. You're going to sit there, and those are the type of people that will be the most difficult customers, and they will demand stuff from you the entire time. And you will be busy doing something else to tend to somebody else who needs something while these people are just hanging out, already having received everything they ordered, and they're going to need more and more and more. And they could get up and get stuff themselves, but they're going to need you to do it for them. And you're doing all of that for nothing. So thankfully, your reward's in heaven if you're listening. But if you're that kind of customer, stop. Stay home and cook. I'll say it. It's my podcast. Sue me. It's it's not right. It's it's inconsiderate, and it doesn't respect the employees. And now someone in in a management position, like those people that work on the floor like that, that's how they get their money. So all that to say... Please treat them kindly. Absolutely. Um, I have kinda, nothing to add to that. Yeah. That is just period yeah. poo. Period. And the the last thing I'll say, that's my new mantra for this podcast. He says that and he goes for another hour. The last thing I'll say on that, my parents told me of a sermon they heard back in Kansas where I was born in Wichita. I was born in Wichita. I'm from Nashville, but I was born in Wichita. Does that make sense? Oh, Anna? you want to go into this 20-minute story? Yeah. Okay. So I was born in, born in Wichita. Anyway, so my parents were part of a great, great church out there. They talk of a sermon they heard one time. And I, they told me this probably in middle school, and it has always stuck with me. And Steve Lang was the pastor at the time at Countryside Christian Church in Wichita. And I think he's he's since died, but he was a, a very good man of God from what I've heard. He talked a sermon on, the he called it the preciousness of others. And he talked through how you respect the precious nature of others. So as a Christian, we believe, so any other human, Christian or non-Christian, they are an image bearer of God. For those who aren't in the church and hear that term a lot, it just, it just exactly what it sounds like. They resemble God. They have features and attributes in them as humans that in the womb God gave them because he's God and we are his greatest creation. So whether you like them or not, whether they attract you or not, they're kind to you or not, or a Christian or not, they are an image bearer. So because of that, they have this they have this inherent nature that they are precious and valuable and have worth. So the, the sermon talked about little things that you don't make somebody do something more than they really have to do just out of spite or because, well, that's their job. They need to go ahead and do it anyway because you should show that as a Christian you respect their precious nature. And an example my parents gave me. So, like, if you're in a like a public restroom, like at a school or something, you know, you have you have your janitors, your custodians. If you throw your little wad of paper towels at the trash can on your way out, and it hits the rim and it falls out and lands on the floor, you could walk by. There could be five other wads of paper towels on the floor. You just walk by because you know the janitor gets paid with my taxpayer dollars to go sweep the school and go keep the bathrooms clean. However. It was your responsibility to throw the trash away where it belongs, which is the trash can, and you failed to do that. So now this janitor, even though he or she has to clean and it's their job to clean, they don't have to go out of their way to clean up your mess. And you can show that you respect and acknowledge their preciousness 
by bending over and picking up your trash that you failed to put in the proper place. So with the service industry, it's, yeah, these people have to wait on you. They have to get you boxes and refills and bring you food. And if they make a mistake, they need to correct it. And for something that, that, that we as the restaurant or organization have done wrong, it's now our responsibility to correct. You are in the right, and we want to make sure that it is corrected. But when people go out of their way to make somebody just like a bond servant to them the entire hour that they're there because they're on a $14 power trip for their meal they bought, that's not respecting their preciousness. And the people that do that there do that everywhere. Man, I'm not going to get riled up on my first episode back. But anyway. If also, you go to a restaurant, yeah, tip. tip. And, and don't cuss and out the kind. hostess. Don't cuss out the hostess. It's so unbecoming. You're a 45-year-old man. She's 16. Yeah. Like for you to cuss her out and storm off. Dude, you know who that speaks louder volumes about? It's not the restaurant. And you're yeah. going to leave some bad review about it. And everyone goes, oh, you left a one star because of that. Like, dude, you're a 45-year-old man who cussed out a 16-year-old, and you're leaving bad reviews? Like, okay, we, we, you're just that type of person. Your review holds no water. Here's the thing. We all know that everywhere is short-staffed. It, that's not any new news to anybody. Well, the global pandemic right, 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 that. right, right. Refer to Minute 20 if you want to talk about the global oh. pandemic. So... We all know that everywhere is short-staffed. We're all doing our best. We all want you to have a great experience in any restaurant, not just ours. And so wherever you go, be respectful of that. Know that everybody is truly doing their best. So if you can leave a dollar, leave a dollar. If you can leave $20, leave $20. Wherever the Lord convicts you to leave is awesome. And uh, we appreciate everybody who comes out. And we hope to see you at our location soon. Okay, next. Because we're going to get stuck. Yeah, I know. We're at 30. Okay. Okay, what's our next topic? Here we go. We're going to talk about, or I'm sorry, Isaac is going to talk about his podcast direction and kind of where he wants to take this and the rebirth of Cattle Call Podcast. And I will only facilitate this conversation if we get to minute 40 and he's still on the first point. We're at 33. So. Great. All right. Give me a lot of time. Here we go. Three, two, one. Go, let's talk about how it's switching from its original okay, form. Okay, switching from the original form. So when I planned out this podcast in 2019, which by the way, I, I disclaimer, I don't regret anything. I'm not ashamed of anything. I don't wish I would have done anything differently in the past. The world has changed. Life has changed. We're in a new moment in history. November and October of 2019, I think October was when I started actually doing stuff for it. Uh, that was a great time. That was a whole different world. If anybody has watched anything the last two and a half years, October of 2019, it doesn't exist anymore. That world as we knew it is long gone. And odds are, and I'm no pessimist, odds are that world is never returning. Mm-hmm. Which some people are like, well, that's so great. We've made so much progress. I look at it and say, God, send the flood. Because this is a mess. We are in such a hot mess. Like I'm seeing takes on Twitter. Oh, I love Twitter. I'm seeing takes where people go, shoot, I don't even believe in God, but there's some stuff these evangelicals have been saying the last two years, and I thought they were morons. And now here we are in end of March of 2021, or 2022 now, and they're going, they're really, they're not wrong. They've actually been calling it as it is the last two years, and we didn't see it. I think it's crazy when like, like atheists are looking at it like, oh, well, I don't believe what they believe, but they're right, and they've been right. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, so when, when I started it's planning crazy it, to me, bro. exactly. Uh, when I planned it, man, my intentions were, and I and I hope that one day it can return to it in a way, or at least I can do a whole different like um, 
like side, a whole different arm of the of the brand. Because I do want this to be more than just podcasting, ultimately. But I hope that one day it can return to that. Where I wanted to do a the same line of questioning to a bunch of different great individuals, and I wanted people that did not think like me. As you can tell, I am a Christian, and I am an ultra conservative. And like I'm a man, like that's kind of like the the hierarchy of of the the lenses that I view things through. Uh, like I'm I'm a Christian conservative man. So with that being said, um, I wanted people that like thought like me. I wanted people that thought differently than me. I wanted people that were kind of uncertain uncertain on things, and they just were wherever on the spectrum. I wanted them to know their story, man. Like what makes them them, the stuff they've endured, the stuff that they've overcome, the stuff that they you know learn from. And the, and the fun stories and, and the laughs and like, oh stuff that like dude that was hilarious, and then I wanted to, to hear about hey I, if I could work every single job in the world for a week I would, and realistically unless you have like a, a dirty jobs kind of show you know you're not going to get that like that opportunity so but by hearing somebody's story for half an hour you, you do like they take you in your world it's like reading a book where it takes you to a whole different world for the time that you're in that book man hearing someone's stories like that and I love that that man I'll, I'll never get to do that in that vocation but you have. To a layperson, will you explain what that is and what we can learn from that and what you do and why that is such a crucial part of society? You know, that was one thing that uh, when COVID-19 hit, um, when like the government determined what jobs were essential and non-essential, I will challenge anybody, anybody, I don't care who you are, I don't care where you're at in the government, like for you to determine like what's essential and non-essential is not right. Every job's essential. Because then I'm looking at people like, well, they they well they're essential. Why were you essential? And they explained why. It's like even the little things that you didn't think would be like an essential deal. Like those people had to work because if they didn't do their job, other people like nurses couldn't get to the hospital. There was other stuff that had to be done. So everyone is contributing to society. In work, it goes back to the Garden of Eden in Genesis one and two, where where God said when everything was perfect and everything was good and everything was right and it was the it was what the the heaven and the earth will be when we get the new version of it. As Revelation 21 and 22 talk about. Even at that time, like man worked, he contributed. You know, he got his hands dirty because there was some nobility in that. There was a sacred nature to work. So in Genesis 3, spoiler alert, man plays God. He determines what's best. He determines he knows right and wrong. And he determines that he's God. Lowercase g, God. And because of that, sin enters the world and what we had we've always had since and what we had in in uh, march of 2020 when the world went on a, a lockdown and everything shut down and the economy and the middle class was probably crippled forever it was back to genesis 3 garden man playing god and there are other christians that will completely disagree with me and they go no they were looking out for our best interest no we didn't know what was coming and that's true i don't i don't um hold it against anybody that early on it was so, again, it was, it was so uncertain and we didn't know what we were about to get into for people to say, okay, I think it's wise that we do shut things down. Even Florida, even the beautiful, most open state of Florida in the nation, it is a complete hotbed. It's the hottest market for literally everything. It has had hundreds of thousands of people move there the last couple of years from states that are still locked down. There, so there's, by the way, so there's some validity in that argument right there, but even they shut down for a couple of weeks trying to figure it all out. I don't, I don't hold that against anybody at all but when the government goes you're essential you're not essential and then the non-essential people had to go home and they couldn't work they were penalized for trying to work 
and then their income was just it was just damned off. By the way, Congress just gave themselves a pay raise. They just approved themselves a pay raise with all this Ukraine relief. 21% pay raise. So Congress, who didn't miss a paycheck, actually made more money, dumped a bunch of stock and stuff that would tank because of the lockdowns, and invested those returns in stocks that would make a bunch of money during the lockdowns. They didn't miss a meal. They made more money. They got away with it all, and then they just gave themselves another pay raise. Those are the people that said that your job cutting hair was not essential. And you had kids you were trying to provide for. You had to pull kids out of school because you couldn't send them to private schools or their schools shut down. You couldn't take trips to see your family. That same government told you you couldn't visit your, visit your mom or dad in a nursing home. They did not miss a meal. And they told you the other side was bad. And then they all went to steak dinners afterwards and laughed it off. So, I again, I'm fine if I have Christian friends. I go, well, no, like we were supposed to submit to the government. And they... Where they didn't want to be naive and have a bunch of people die, so they shut it down. They can determine who's essential, non-essential. That's part of their job. Uh, implementing God's law into man's world is through the government, and we need to submit to that. I get Christians who think that way. But the principle of somebody else telling you, like, your worth and importance and your contribution, like, that's not right. That's Genesis 3 stuff. That sends people to hell. That's all I'll say about that. So anyway, I'm changing my form of the podcast <laughs> to be <laughs> or stuff like that. Um, anyway, okay. So, oh gosh, I'm at minute 40 on the first point. You just said that you just said that I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I'm just, I'm not built that way, man. (laughs) We're switching the form of the podcast. I can't say, I can't say we, Isaac is switching the form of the five podcast. I can't say we, because we're we're not going to have, it's our podcast. It's our car payment. I think people would quit listening to you if we did it together actually you might be the saving grace. I I can't listen to this dude rant all the time. (laughs) Anyway, politicians. Okay, but okay. Um, but I say I can't say we because it's not going to be guests every single time. It'll be more so Isaac with his takes it'll on be, certain yeah, things. Topi- it'll be topical. It'll be very topical. And not when, just my opinion. It'll be it'll be sources, by the way. Yeah. Um affirming my uh, but view. Yes. But it won't be so much me and him having dialogue only it'll sometimes it'll just be Isaac. Sometimes he will have guests on and those guests will either have completely different views or that and it's not always going to be a um philosophical or theological or government written podcast um it there are a lot of other things that isaac has interest in and that i know other people might want to come on and talk about um that are important that he has right. that he wants to talk about so yeah and, and so all that all that to say again when I when I started this, my my intent was, it, it really, merely it was, hey, I want to get to know you as a person, what you do, and then what are your takes on things. What I didn't anticipate was the the COVID George Floyd uh, general election that was our twenty twenty. When I got into the podcasting, because at that point people were so just uh, apprehensive to put their takes out there, whether they were in lockstep with all mainstream narratives or they were just completely like countercultural where it's like oh no i think the exact opposite um they, they just didn't they did not want to do it and i don't blame them because there's repercussions of both you know um anyway so i don't blame anybody for not giving their takes also i loved i loved everything i did up to this point but i said i think i, I don't i don't know i'm not i'm not open-minded i'm not not open-minded i can be swayed i can be persuaded on things but 
um, the stuff that I already believe, like theologically, it became okay. So the the best expression I've heard, they go, well, you know, you're so into God and Christianity. Why are you so obsessed with politics? The best expression I've heard is politics are always downstream of theology. Whatever you believe in theology, it's just like it's the study of God. You know, it, it's it's the like it's for us, it's the Bible. The Bible is it means the book. It, it that it is the book about the God. And however you read that, and not even your own interpretation, because as a human it's faulty, but like what God says that has stood for two thousand plus years that was written by over 40 authors in three languages on three continents over 1,500 years of this compilation of documents with the thread running through it being somebody is coming to save us all. And then that's the the first um, 75% of the pages is, man, it's a mess and somebody's got to come save us, but don't worry, he's coming. Mm -hmm. And then there's that 400 years that there's silence and a lot of great history happens, but there's silence. And then, boom, here we go. Let's finish out these 66 books. And it, it's just the new covenant, and he is here, and here's who he is, and here's what he did. And then here's how we respond to it. Amen. I mean, that's it. Like that's that. And when you read through that cover to cover, and everybody should. I don't know Scripture the way I need to. I have not read the Bible as much as I need to. I have read everything at least once. I've read it through once. Some books I've read a ton of times and loved. There's a lot that, like, here's the thing. Frankly, there's books that are a lot easier to read than others. There are. Man, when you read that and study that, that determines the way you perceive literally everything. And when I got into COVID, I was home working at a moving company in Nashville. And I wasn't, I mean, I was, I was political. Like, I kept up with stuff. And I was I was conservative. But I was just like, eh, I'm a Christian first. That's my most important thing. And it still is my most important thing. But when you watch human nature rear its ugly head, like, it... It was so public for two and a half years now. And the stuff that people were like questioning or like felt uneasy about, now they're just completely okay with because so much has changed them and their psyche has, it's almost mutated because we've just been drilled for two and a half years with all these different like, this whole like ideologue of things. It's just, it's just, it's different. Everything's different now. And as a Christian, when you look at that and you see human nature, it's like, oh man, yeah, I had I have like uh, a a bunch of books in the Bible that like talk about this and explain this. And when you read that and you look at it through that lens, like that determines your politics. That determines the way you vote. So, with all that to say, I don't care if you vote differently than me. If you have the same view on things, like theologically, and we're are, we are unified in the gospel. That talks about the unity in the gospel all over, man. The New Testament, especially because that's when the, the Gospel of Jesus Christ, where He came down from heaven and lived the, the perfect life man couldn't live, and died a, a death that we deserved, and overcame death three days later when He resurrected Himself from the dead and ascended to heaven, where He sits at the, the right hand at the throne of God. That through that finished work, that through that and that alone, that salvation is found in no one else. That through that, you and I are saved. If you think and believe and act on all that and you vote differently, I'm okay. I don't care. Not everybody has to vote like me. But if you don't believe that and you vote differently, it's like, dude, I need I need your theology to change before I can ever change your political stance. Ever. And if the only thing I ever got out of this podcast was you got you voting differently, then I failed. Frankly, I failed. And it was worthless. Because 
America's it's great, but it's also it's just it's just America. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the America of the good old days. It's not like the, 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 those days are gone, and the complete fabric of the country is changing every single second. And I don't think it's changing for the better. What COVID and stuff was good for was like like waking up people like me. Where I was like, kind of like, all right, yeah, you know, whatever happens, you know, God always wins and my kingdom's not of this world and, you know, which is so true. But man, I'd be remiss if I did not try to contribute and be a good citizen and steward the land God has like birthed me in. And for you, if it was Russia, because that's pretty relevant now, if it was Ukraine, if it was Colombia, if it was Saudi Arabia, wherever it is, man, like if that's where you were supposed to, that's where you were born, that's where you're supposed to contribute, then do it, you know? I'm not just saying, oh, America's the best and it's top of the hierarchy and it's over everybody else. And so that's why I need a steward. It's like, no, that's just, that's where I'm at. That's where God put anybody who's here and wherever you are listening from, God has you there for that reason. Like, man, you're supposed to do something with it and steward it because on judgment day, you have to account for it. Like what you did and what you didn't do. And if it was like, oh, well, well I hated that place you had me. And it's like, well, I had you there for a reason and you never chose to overcome the fact you hated it. You wanted to play God, and you thought that you deserved better, or you thought you should be somewhere different. And again, that goes back to Genesis 3, proving that human nature has never changed. I don't even know how I got on all that. All I know is the podcast has changed, and I'm going to be talking on more stuff like that. Um, I will always, 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 always source my stuff. I will not give a theological take without ever backing up with Scripture. I will not cherry-pick Scripture. I... We all know this. It's everybody's pet peeve when you take scripture out of context and apply it. Like Philippians, Philippians 4.13. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things, all things through Christ like who gives can, me strength. I can jump. If you want to yeah. take on that, my dad posted yeah, something on his uh, Facebook. And her dad's a pastor. So my father-in-law is like a very, very well-versed pastor and church planner. So he can always rebuke me. And I got a lot of great, great people around me doing it. But I do have a unique platform. I have a job that will not fire me for my views. I have a job that does not make me get vaccinated. It Shout lets out, me have BB. A, yeah, it has me. Yeah, it lets me. Is I don't have to get vaccinated against COVID nineteen. I don't have to work from home. I can share my views. I can have my podcast. I can take time off work to go do tactical training, which I will be doing. I could take time off for Bible study. I can take time off for a honeymoon where I connect with my wife, both literally and figuratively. Sue me. It's my <clears throat> podcast. Yeah. Okay. We're all adults here. We know what happens on a honeymoon. <laughs> In Cabo, and it is tequila. Tequila happened, and it happened every day. Every day. But when in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we got 10 minutes. We can shoot the breeze for 10 minutes. I'll do an hour. It's first one back. Here's we- the thing. The podcast is changing. If you have any... Um, any suggestions oh, yeah. or any topics that you want Isaac to discuss, or if you have a topic that you want to discuss with Isaac, either a and rebuttal. Call me a moron for yeah. how the disposable masks actually are effective against COVID-19. When I say that, they're not. Yeah. If you want to talk about stuff like that, if you want to talk about pretty much anything, you can always submit your requests on Cattle Call Podcast Instagram, or if you have Isaac's phone number, you can just shoot him a text or call. Yeah. Um, I know that Isaac Instagram, would- Facebook. Yeah. Personal Twitter. Yeah. He would always be willing to yeah. talk and and discuss and um, not ever belittle somebody for what they think, but also rebuke somebody for 
things that yep. are just untrue and that are not because everybody has their own truth right. these days, Isaac. Right. I don't know if you and, know. Hey, and on a serious note, when I started the podcast, it was, hey, I know what I believe and I believe what I believe is truth. And it's not true because I believe it. I believe it because it's true. That's kind of always been my mindset on it. However, there are people that don't think like me and they believe that what they believe is truth. So I thought, hey, I want to give them a platform to talk about it and see where we line up and where we don't line up and then see, hey, maybe on these things we can meet in the middle. That was two and a half years ago. Two and a half years later, I become a lot more confrontational, clearly. And I'm, I'm fine with people still doing that. However, I, I do think as a Christian that the days of open-mindedness are long behind us. We are looking at a new, a new Supreme Court justice. And I've not followed it nearly as closely as I should to bring it up just on the fly like this. Um, but from what I've seen of her record, it does not align with God. Even some of the, the her answers to these questions during these confirmation hearings, they do not align with God. But we're now in a society of identity politics, and she fits the build of a demographic in America that people are like, oh, we need that representation. And that's not just going to be her because she's a black woman. It's going to go for literally everything. We'll have a transgender at some point. We'll have a Muslim at some point. We'll have all these. And they'll go, it's our diversity makes us strong. And then we're going we're gonna to do that. And as a Christian, I look at that and go, man, if you look at people who are the best fit for the job, they fit this build and we need them to make us better. And they happen to be a Muslim or a transgender or a black woman. Then it's like, dude, great. It needs to be like a blind resume almost. And it's based on merit. Even as a Christian, you can go, all right, well, I don't believe in like the Islamic worldview, but hey, like she's the best one for the job. And then great that's it we're not there anymore and open-mindedness got us there so that's from like you know what? the days of open-mindedness they're, they're behind us because at some point like you're gonna have to take a stand for something and the people that have got us here have like they've taken their stand i was thinking like you planted your stake like on your piece of land and this was my piece of land and i'm planting my stake and i'm going to own this on this issue and this is what i think on this issue and the people that are driving the wheels of change, like that's what they've done. And all of us, they go, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. Like a, a man with a bulge in his Speedo swimming with girls, like that just doesn't seem right. But then you go, well, I don't want to challenge them because ESPN, like the, the, the largest sports medium, is supporting it and they're advocating for it. So maybe we should just, just be silent and let them do it. Like people like me who disagree with it, but just sat back and looked at it or maybe put a rant up on Facebook. You allowed it to happen. I think it was Bonhoeffer who was an absolute, you want to talk about like, like salt of the earth. It was dude, it was Dietrich Bonhoeffer in Germany in world war two who was executed for his faith. He called out Nazi Germany like you would not believe. And Nazi Germany and Western culture will always be the big boogeyman. It will be the worst empire to have ever existed. And everything will be compared to it. And Putin and Russia right now is compared to Hitler. And Donald Trump's compared to Hitler. And everyone's going to be compared to Hitler. Even though Stalin, dude, put Hitler to shame. Hitler doesn't hold a candle to Stalin, by the way, while we're talking history. Um, but it's always going to be that. And it was, it was absolute atrocity. And you look at man, the depravity of man. How could one man, Adolf Hitler, do so much? Dude, 
uh, the masses stood back and they let it happen. And then here's Bonhoeffer, who was that one little light in all this darkness, who stood up. And he was one of those talking about like silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Hmm. Like yeah. we're, we're, we're now in a world, we're in a generation where you don't, you don't have the like Nazi flag. I won't say swastika because that is even, I'm pretty sure it's Hindu. I need to fact check myself. It's not like, it's not some German symbol. It was hijacked. But anyway, it, we're not in Nazi Germany. Those days are on, but it's different. It's a different form of warfare. It's always been at the core. It's always been spiritual warfare. It's always been spiritual warfare. It manifests itself in different ways. It has different like vessels and it could be through a world war. It could be through like what someone deems a master race or it could be deemed in, Hey, we're going to shut down your business and you have no sense of purpose anymore until we decide you have a sense of purpose. I won't even go on to talk about how the Nazis came over afterwards, were excused for war crimes, and then they worked for NASA so they could beat the Soviet Union to space. I won't even get into that right now. We'll make that another episode. That's a whole different topic. Oh, you're such a conspiracy theorist. Anyway. He is. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) At the beginning, I was like, I don't know, man. It seems like some conspiracy theory nonsense. These are people that live off in the hills you know, and distrust the government. And then two and a half years later, I'm like, man, I wish I had a plot of land in the hills. Because <laughs> I distrust the government and I'm surrounded by them. I know they're listening right now. So, oh well. Sue you, you, you it's you, your podcast. Sue me. Yeah, we can deplatform me and deplatformed. Done. <laughs> um, so anyway, I don't, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have to source everything. I don't want to just come up here and rant. But also, it's just, it's just that time. It's, like I said, the days of open-mindedness are gone. Like they're behind us and that's not something that I plan on doing on the podcast. Is if you want to come on and share, that's fine, and you can try to convince me. That's fine. I'm I'm fine with that. Like I will hear you out. And we can all still be friends. I yeah, think that's, that's also fine. important, and especially right now, is everybody's so divisive. And if you think a different way, we can no longer be friends. And while we might disagree, and we might not think the same way at all, I can still say hello to you yeah. in oh, the yeah. parking lot. I can still have you over for dinner. I can still host you in my home and we can talk about things yeah. outside of what Dude, we disagree on yeah. or we can talk about the things we disagree on and we can still be friends yeah, we and still go to the same church. We can, yes, we can, don't we can have people like come. At all. And they yeah. drove all the way down to Corinth for our wedding to support us because they love us and they love, and they know how I think on things. I almost brought it up, I think, on our toast. I don't know. I wasn't Are we to, surprised? No. But, yeah, so I'm saying, yeah, you're right. People do, and people do it, and people respect it. And I don't think anybody is, like, a bad person for thinking differently than I think. No. I'm just, I, yeah, I just think it's time. If you don't do it now and you don't reclaim it, there's still, there's still, like, a crack in the door. This stuff can be saved. It can be reclaimed. But that door is closing, and it's closing fast. And looking at human history like there's gonna come a time where like you just can't reopen that door yeah you're gonna have to go build a whole new door and it may not happen in our lifetime so all i have to say yeah well if you have anything that you want isaac to discuss or if there are some topics maybe um how we mentioned earlier that you are not necessarily comfortable with sharing or where you want isaac to give your take because you think that it'll be similar to what you think uh you can always either text him or Submit it on Cattle Call Podcast Facebook yeah. or Instagram or Isaac's personal Twitter, and any any t- any topics at all. Um, 
whether it's something that he might disagree with or not. Yeah. Um, or, happy to yeah. discuss. And uh, so we'll be more topical. I don't know how I'm going to like name each episode, but I do know it's going to be topical, and I want to always talk theology. I think that's just the most important thing over anything else is just understanding uh, God. Ravi Zacharias, man of many, 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 many faults, we came to know about later, he talked about mission. I'm going to end on this note. Every single person has a mission. Every Christian has a mission for life. And you as a person need to determine your mission statement because that helps you like put into to quick terms, what is my mission? How do I live it out? How you determine if something is a good pleasure or a bad pleasure? All it boils down to is does this thing help you? Does it contribute to your mission? Does it help you propel your mission forward? Or does it undermine your mission? Does it distract you from it? Does it stop it? Does it change it? Does it completely overthrow it? Hmm. If it helps you advance your mission, which should be grounded in Scripture and the gospel of Jesus Christ as a Christian and Holy Spirit-led at all times. We talked about the day at church, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Most, like, I wouldn't say vital, but most, like, in a way used now yeah. as, a, as the third person of the Trinity, but least understood. Um, it should be doing that. So if it's not... So the when I sat down and thought on that, I said, I need to write out a mission statement. Thought on it, thought on it, thought on it, thought on it. And, and what I came down to was like my mission as a person, the one life that God has allotted to me is my mission is to know and love God better and to help others do the same. So this podcast, the mission of that is that first and foremost. It's got to be that. This podcast cannot be something that undermines that. Or completely takes away. So that needs to be like in every single episode. After that, we can get topical. I want to talk through fun stuff. I want to talk through like sports. I want to talk through fitness. I want to talk through guns. I want to talk through farming. I want to talk through literature. I want to talk through a bunch of stuff. So if there's certain topics, I'm going to have to like find a way to, they may not be intertwined. They could be completely different segments. Anyway, they need to both be in there. And if I can find guests, that can speak into those like realms, then I will. And if not, if it's just like, hey man, here's what's going on this week, a lot going on in the world. Here's just here's just what I'm seeing, what I'm reading, and I do you know this because you live with me now. I do a lot of reading and research, and I'm constantly scrolling, yeah, and consuming. So I kind of a, a, a cool opportunity just to source things, put things out there. So if you don't know, hey, I'm busy at work doing this all day, or I'm not really into that. Give me a quick thing on it, what what you know, what you're seeing, and what I sh- then I'll determine what to think. Then hopefully that's what this becomes too. Ultimately, that's that's what the goal of it is. So it needs it will be more topical, and it shouldn't always be some big heavy. You walk out of here and you go, oh my gosh, dude! For an hour, he just ran. He made me feel worse about the world. It's not, dude. There's so much joy. I'm I think I'm a pretty joyful person. I don't think about anything seriously. In a way, that's very true. Joke around, it's fun. Life is fun, man. Like I said, like don't take life too seriously. Like you never get out of it alive. I mean, just true. Just come on now. I don't know. <laughs> We're an hour, two minutes. <laughs> what? Anything you want to uh, end on? Anything you would like to say? I'm anything? excited for the new direction of Cattle Call Podcast. I 
Cattle Call Podcast is what got oh, yeah. Isaac you know, you and I married. You don't talk about that real fast. One in on that. A little bookend to our episode or me interrupting you talking about a relationship. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Cattle Call Podcast in the very beginning of it, not even in the very beginning of it, almost a year after its birth, I started to listen to it because I was already into podcasts and had a few that I was listening to, but wanted to listen to something a little bit different and was trying to find something to uh, fill my time. And so I remember that Isaac had Cattle Call Podcast because I saw him post about it, but I hadn't listened to it, didn't really give it too much thought. So listened to a couple of the first episodes. I listened to his opening monologue um, for 30 minutes and I thought, oh my goodness, this guy is going to go on rants for however long and True. obviously he could talk. And then I listened to uh, Robbie Flack's episode and at that point I determined I was going to reach out to Isaac just as a friend and say, hey, I'm, you know, as someone who loves and cares about you, I am super proud of you for pursuing something that I think you have, that God has given a gift. Um, given you this gift, I'm sorry, to use to advance his kingdom and make it your mission field. And so reach out to him and long story short, we were married about eight months later. So Cattle Call Podcast gave me a, um, a wonderful husband who I hope to spend a lot of years with. But because of this podcast, I also, you know, will have, because I'm married to Isaac now because of the podcast, I am just really proud of him and, and hope that he uses this gift, like he said, to advance the kingdom. If all of you leave here and you either have, it provokes more questions about God, about salvation, about where salvation comes from. I hope that you, you know, get those questions answered. And ultimately we want everybody to know the Lord at some point, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I would rather you do it on this side of eternity than on the other side. And so um, I hope that through it, you you maybe learn something that I've learned a lot after being married to Isaac. I am, I did not give two craps about politics. I still don't necessarily. Um, I'm not going to homeschool my kids. I want to put my kids in these failing government schools. Arlington Community Schools is not a failing government school. I'm just talking about the whole nation, silly. Anyway, I, yeah, Isaac has convinced me to be a homeschool mom. Shout out Larissa Dacus. But we, he's taught me a lot and educated me on a lot and also provoked a lot of questions for myself. And so um, I just, I hope that everybody is encouraged by them. I hope everybody's a little bit challenged by them. Either um, if you're on your own side, that you are on a complete opposite side of Isaac, that you would be firm in your argument and know where you stand and why you stand for it and have your own sources. And then if you're on the side of Isaac, that you can also go out and be bold enough to talk about it. So whether he empowers you to do that or he empowers you to stand for on the same side of him or empowers you to stand on the other side. Either way, I hope that you leave here encouraged and challenged. Um, I'm excited for him to take, for you, Isaac, to take this in the direction that it's going to go. I think it's, I think it's best. I, I loved all the people that we got to listen to and talk about and learn from, but I think this is going to be a really good thing. And I'm really excited that I get to sit on the balcony with you and listen to you talk about them and see where it takes you so i'm really proud of you 
Well, thank you. You're so kind. You really are. You're my best friend. That's so sweet. Um, Aww. Oh, they're over. They're the pup. next episode's oh, going to be puppy. all of our relationship oh. advice. Dude. Here's 10 steps to a better marriage. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hey guys, it's us again, the Weston. <laughs> We're back. Hey guys, here's our vlog about our yeah. week th- uh, this week. You guys want to follow okay. along on our car on our car ride? Yeah. So okay, yeah. guys, here we're gonna answer some Q and A. Yeah. So I have some really funny questions in the so, inbox. Like, um, what's which your... one snores louder? It's uh, her. It's me. It's it's her. me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Vlogging. That wasn't an essential job. <laughs> no. Even then. Okay, I'm going to end it on this. I need to end on something good. Not that you talking about how much you love me was not good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. Uh, please. We'll fight about please, it later. Please, please. <laughs> hang up the podcast and then we'll talk. Okay, okay I take everything back now. Your podcast blows. Second <laughs> uh, Peter 1.3. Great verse to memorize. I don't know when I memorized it on last. Sometime in the fall. Second Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Amen, sister. No, no reason you can't do nothing. Anyway, okay. Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to CC on this other side anymore or do something different. I don't want to come up with this. my podcast. Sue me. That's just my take. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm not going to say anything like that. So I'm not going to say anything like that. Um... Catch you later, champs. Until next time, y'all be safe out there. Yeah. I don't know. For for now, I'll just... Thanks.